If you follow me on Instagram at H on my chest, you'll see that I posted a story to my Instagram uh, account and I asked everyone a question. The answer to that question is no. And you have about 20 hours from the time this podcast is uh, uploaded to figure out what I'm saying no to. So, again, that's H on my chest on Instagram. Welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm Courtney Brain. This podcast features the experiences of people who are living with or affected by an STI. This episode is going to be a little bit different than what is normally done because I don't have a guest this episode and the reason being I'm just waiting on written approval I like to get approval from everyone prior to posting the podcast just to make sure that they're comfortable with and safe with how it turned out and make sure I didn't miss anyone who was trying to remain anonymous I didn't miss their name uh, because that's happened a few times as well so once we get approval you'll be able to hear the episode that was supposed to have been posted this week but I want to remain consistent in posting uh, content for you guys so that um, you you can trust me. <laughs> uh, just know that I'm not going anywhere. This is something I enjoy doing. It's something that um, people are willing to come on and share and help get involved with. And I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate each and every one of you who have taken the time to listen, who have subscribed to the podcast, liked it, rated it, reviewed it, shared it with people. I had someone share the podcast somewhere that I can't share my podcast today. And I was so grateful. So thank you for that. The post was removed promptly and as it should have been, I guess, because I guess it violated the terms and conditions of the group, but it is what it is. So Um, I'll continue to post a podcast where it's allowed, and if you find any places that you believe it may be useful, you can share it, and if you're not comfortable with that, please reach out to me and let me know, Um, and I'll do it myself, because I believe that this is, it's important for us to not break the stigma, destroy the stigma, kill the stigma. I think that a better approach is more so developing a sense of understanding of what the stigma really is and in my experience and the experiences that I've received from so many guests who've been on the podcast is that the stigma is unpopular or a popular uneducated um, viewpoint it's an opinion that is just popularized and really there's no education behind it the people who are most educated about herpes don't want to challenge the stigma due to the stigma and potentially being found out as someone who has herpes. And that's bullshit. (laughs) So I want you guys to know you don't have to have herpes. You don't have to have HIV. You don't have to be living with an STI um, that you can't cure in order to support people who are living with an STI. Perfect example. I went to... um, We had Pride here recently, and I live in St. Louis, Missouri, so I went to Tower Grove Park. I thought that I was at the parade. This is a weird story. I thought I was at the parade, and I got there late, and I was like, man, this is way smaller than usual. And I show up. It's just like a small concert. It's in a localized area. There's still food trucks, and people are dressed for the occasion, and it was just a pleasant atmosphere to be in. And the thing about it is that we're looking at a community of people who have been stigmatized or shamed for a really long time and that's not going anywhere for them 
And this is a group of people who have support from not only within the community, but also around the community as well. So you don't have to be part of the LGBTQ community. I hope I said that right. There's a lot of letters. You don't have to be a part of the community in order to support the community. And I, I like to use that example because I was there and no one was judging of each other. Everyone was just there. There were children. I watched um, a, a same-sex couple, and I don't want to discriminate at all, but I believe they were two women who were caring for their daughter, and their daughter was African-American. One of the mothers appeared to be of a, a different ethnicity, and then the other parent was Caucasian, clearly. And when I watched them all interact, there was just so much love and the performances were there. The concerts were amazing. Food was good. Uh, there were dogs running around and everybody looked, everyone physically looked different. But what I came to realize is that everyone was there for the same reason. And I believe strongly that everybody recognized the sameness within them. And therefore there was no hate. There was no violence there was no yelling the only yelling would have been hey bitch i like your top it was like that that was the kind of yelling that was going on there and i had such a good time i went and i was just supporting um a friend who was also a guest on the podcast um at her nonprofit. i went by and just showed some support and then i just sat down and enjoyed the concert like people were talking to me and everyone was friendly and i just watched kids dance adults dance and uh, parents love on their kids and people just walking around and enjoying themselves. And another thing is that HIV is closely tied to uh, the gay African-American male community. And there were so many HIV testing sites around. Um, there were at least three or four that I walked by myself. And that's that's something that I feel like we need. We need that, not the HIV test everywhere, but as People who are living with an STI, we need support from within. Um, it's not about destigmatizing herpes necessarily. It's more so about creating that space of understanding where we all realize, okay, we're the same. How can we support each other? And that's what I felt. That's what I witnessed when I went to the the Pride festivity. And by the way, it wasn't the parade. I didn't find out that it wasn't the parade until the next day when I was at my grandmother's house. The news was on and they were broadcasting the parade downtown. So completely <laughs> misfired um, where I was supposed to be at. But I still got the experience. And I think that that's the most important thing out of this is having been there and developed this sense of understanding of these free, liberated individuals who were able to go out and express themselves. And it was in a safe space where everyone looked different. Everyone acted however they acted based on their own personal sets of life experiences. But the energy there was just so, it was pleasant. It was a pleasant space to be in. And I felt like I could have told everybody that I had herpes. In fact, shit, I did. I wore a something positive for positive people tank top. A few people asked me what it was, and I just let them know, hey, it's a podcast where I interview people with STDs. And people say, oh, that's cool. And some people are like, oh, man, you know, we need some more positivity. Just looking at the title. So 
there was no there was no shame there and even now since being more open and being out about having herpes i've had close friends you know approach me and share that they were also living with something and these are people that you wouldn't even know and it's just one more thing that makes me it, it confirms for me that we are the same and i think that one of the biggest problems in the world is where we try to justify how we're different and there's nothing wrong with being unique nothing at all but when there's just a sense of peace that comes with the recognition that we're all unique expressions of the same thing and that's life like we all breathe the same air we all are living if we're here we're all gonna die when you start to look at those kinds of things it makes it so much easier to walk around living with herpes or living with whatever and i can't speak for anyone else because as far as i know <laughs> all i have is herpes and it just makes it easier knowing that i'm not the only person and that there's there's so much more to existing than your sexuality and i think that herpes putting in a hindrance on your sex life is probably good in a lot of cases because now you have to discover other areas about yourself. So who are you? And you'll continue to have to struggle with that or figure it out. You'll continue to ask, who am I? And when you make it, when you answer that question, you better be ready for the universe to challenge you on that or God or whatever force you believe in, if any at all. And if you don't believe in anything, then you, you, you're definitely <laughs> into life, if nothing else. Like life is going to challenge you to prove you are who you are. And I find that when you live in that truth, your own personal truth, life becomes a lot more manageable for you. And I can say that for me, um, I, I talk about lighthouses a lot. And I say lighthouse because metaphorically, you see a lighthouse, you see the light from the lighthouse, and you associate that with safety. You associate that with you know land if you're in the water but in my case i would say i was in darkness and i saw a glimpse of that light someone exposed themselves to me as a, a lighthouse and they shine their light towards me and i was able to get closer to them and what they were seeing in the community and and rather than talking in circles i'm just gonna flat out say it because i'm not doing a very good job at this right now but um someone reached out to me when i was looking for support i mean i didn't really know what i was looking for i was looking for people who were quote unquote like me who were also living with genital hsv2 so i stumbled across a google search which led me to a dating site for people quote unquote like me and on that dating site i just so happened to have found someone who was able to direct me to this whole unknown world and I appreciate that so much uh, to this day. I, she probably doesn't even remember me, but I'm so grateful for her reaching out to me through this dating site uh, and getting me into the secret Facebook groups. And what what sucks is that that's how it has to be. Everyone's going to feel alone until they are looking so hard for something that eventually it finds them. And notice I say it finds them because you can only do so much on your own. Um, you get to that, you get to like a, a, a breaking point, and then it's also going to take for you to get a glimpse of that lighthouse, which is just a representation of someone being there and being able to direct you to what it is that you need. 
And so in this case, like, I didn't know what I needed. I thought I just needed to know I wasn't alone. But it turns out that there's a whole secret society with so many different subset secret societies. Man, try saying that five times in a row. Um, That I truly believe, and I've said this before, if all of these subgroups were to put aside their differences and just, like, work toward the same cause of being available it's really about being there then the people who have herpes wouldn't have to struggle so hard to find support to find interest groups to find dating groups and i think that it's selfish of me to create this space of difference to where we all are so i would love to be able to you know advertise all of these places as one (laughs) so that people can find it easier like i mentioned before it took me five years to find it I didn't know that I was really suffering or dealing with anything as a result of herpes until hindsight. Like it took me to look back on five years of my life and see how having herpes played a role in my dating life, my social life, even my career. And it was just like all these made up thoughts that were dictated by, again, the popular uneducated opinion of what it meant to have an STI. So um, I'm looking to make this space a place of understanding a place for people who are living with STIs to be able to find some sort of comfort uh, for them to find the courage they need to be able to live with the stigma because it's not about getting rid of it or completely removing it like I said before and with the LGBTQ community like they're not completely destigmatized. Like we just, I forget how long ago it was. I mean, I, I was told that this was years ago, but the cake incident, a gay couple wanted to get a wedding cake and the cake owner didn't want to give them a wedding cake. Like what kind of shit is that, <laughs> you know? Um, so they're still living with the stigma, but yet there's all these, it, it, they're out there. They're able to be out and comfortable and, and live filling lives and have a whole week of festivities. Like, that shit was fun. Like, I really enjoyed myself when I went to the Pride event. Granted, it wasn't the parade, so who knows how much more fun I would have had if I had gone to the parade. But it's it's just a matter of being there and being there to support other people like you. You know, when I say be a lighthouse, I don't mean broadcast that you have herpes, but let people who may be struggling to deal with something in life in general, whether it be a herpes diagnosis, an HIV diagnosis, or even, you know, cancer, diabetes, or uh, a loss, or just loneliness in general, depression, or anxiety, or suicidal thoughts, just be there for people. And that's what being a lighthouse is all about. And I want to, uh, find a way to creatively incorporate a lighthouse into the logo and just really get this messaging out there because I really want us to, I I want for upcoming people who are diagnosed with an STI to be able to find this podcast. And right now it is not easy for me to do so. Um, In one of the groups that I'm in, um, I'm not allowed to, actually this is in a few groups, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to post where I'm not allowed to post episodes of the podcast like flat out because it's viewed a certain way and violates the group um, rules or whatever. So in the event that I have done it, it was taken down. And there are also people who have shared the podcast in these same groups and not too long after their posts were taken down. Fortunately, a few people have been able to find the resource and they view it as something useful to them and um, they're able to 
get whatever it is that they need out of it. I don't expect anyone to listen to each and every one of these episodes. I expect you to find it and go to an episode whose title resonates with you, whose description resonates with you, and get whatever it is that you need out of it. Um, the support groups, I've been able to get what I need out of them, and now I'm just trying to contribute and give back because it's given me a life. You know, it's given me a sense of purpose. And I can say before now, I was bored. I was on autopilot. I was misguided even. Or like, but now there's a there's a sense of direction. There's a sense of purpose, and I strongly view that as a cure for addiction. I see it as a cure for boredom. Um, so I, I strongly encourage anyone and everyone to um, just take time to reflect and have these self observational moments where you just take note of how you're feeling, ask yourself why you're feeling that way, and then get down to the root cause of it and just begin to explore yourself because hopefully you can get to this point as well and for me it was just finding out just how much herpes was affecting me and I didn't even know it you know um so that's I mean that's the bulk of what I really wanted to say um I think that lady who shared the podcast and I think the other lady who uh tagged me in the post so that I could thank the person who uh posted it so like I said, I'll continue to post the podcast wherever I can, um, wherever it's allowed. And if there are places I'm not posting that you think are beneficial or you think that I should be posting to, please do so. Or you can even just let me know and I'll do it myself um, and deal with the consequences later. Because, I mean, I, I, I can't apologize for trying to give people the same thing that was given to me. And it's already hard enough to find these groups, you know, why create additional layers or of secrecy in order to find them? And I understand the reservation of people's privacy and respect their anonymity, but it shouldn't be this hard for anyone to find it. Like I said, it took me five years. Some people I'm seeing now are finding it in a day. Great for them. <laughs> um, assholes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But. It's really good that people are finding the resources that they need in order to get through their diagnosis. Um, and if there's anything that I can do to help, uh, you know how to reach me. I'm at H on my chest on Reddit, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Facebook has the Something Positive for Positive People website, not website, <laughs> the uh, Something Positive for Positive People Facebook page. So you can go and like that. I'm getting to a point where I want to transition everything podcast related to that Facebook page rather than my personal Facebook page, just because I know people are getting tired of seeing herpes and HIV posts um, on a biweekly, at least basis. So I'm doing my best to stay consistent with this. This is the first thing that I've done for this long. Um, I'm looking to, um, like I said, get out of the whole uh, addressing what people look like because I want to focus more so on what we're doing and who we're being in the world. And hopefully all the people that we have on here going forward are going to offer themselves as a lighthouse. I saw a post today in one of these groups that I can't post in, and it was very empowering and it was very inspiring to me because this was a person who was living a perfect example of that this person said hey you know i want you to know that i support you i was a victim of uh, abuse and diagnosed with hsv2 thank you so much for sharing that post by the way and this individual was offering support and just 
allowing it to be known that they can be used as a resource or utilized as a resource for people who may be feeling alone or dealing with whatever it is that they're dealing with. Like this is a person you can come to. This is a person who's been through something and allowing themselves to be seen as through that sameness, that lens of sameness that we all share as life, like as beings who can communicate among each other. So I encourage you to start trying to allow yourself to first see yourself as that. Allow yourself to see yourself in others and begin to appeal to that. So when you're diagnosing someone, or I'm sorry, when you're disclosing to someone about your diagnosis, be able to, you know, empathize. They may not be okay with that. And you have to be able to see that this person is just more so accepting themselves over uh, instead of rejecting you. Because a lot of us, if we were in the same position, we wouldn't make this investment. Like we wouldn't want to uh, put ourselves at risk like that. And maybe some of us do, but just because we know what it is that we want and we potentially see a future with this other person. So you just, you just never know. Um, so that's, that's it. That's all the updates that I had. Um, if anyone knows, uh, some sort of a logo or graphic designer who can slap a lighthouse somewhere into something positive for positive people logo, I would love to talk to that person and see what we can do about that. Um, because I want to get some shirts made. I want to get socks and underwear made, uh, as a means of just getting this out there and getting the podcast supported and shit. If nobody else will wear them, then I'll wear them. I looked at the prices for production of t-shirts and I'm such a fan of just wearing my own shit. I wear, uh, giving 100 t-shirts and something positive for positive people tank tops. So I, these are two things I strongly support <laughs> and, um, Anything else out there worth supporting, like, I'm all about it as well. So um, I'm looking to really make this podcast useful. Um, I want people to recognize the sameness in all of us. So if nothing else, if you get nothing else from this episode, please just be there. Just allow yourself to be there for other people. And allow people who want to be there for you, let them be there for you. You know, that same lady who was offering herself to other people, um... Who knows, you know, how often or how many times she may have needed someone and now someone else can be there for for them. So allow yourself to utilize and become aware of your support system and even be someone else's support system. So be a lighthouse. That's all I ask. And let's figure out a way to learn to live with the stigma because it's not going to go anywhere. I don't expect anyone overnight to just all of a sudden hashtag what stigma and then bam, everyone knows someone with herpes and they know they know someone with herpes all of a sudden. Cause I always say that too. Everybody knows someone who has herpes or an STI. Let's say that you just may not know it. And it's because of the stigma. No one wants to share that information. Granted, it's only necessary for potential partners to know or anyone you're going to be um, exchanging bodily fluids with and that's really it but if you're struggling allow yourself to be supported be there and if you're at a place now in your diagnosis where you can be supportive to others just be there allow yourself to be that lighthouse and just make yourself available for people so when i post this episode don't forget um, if you want the answer to that question on Instagram at H on my chest, the answer is no <laughs> to the question that I asked. But you have to follow me and look at my story in order to find that. Um, if you have any 
thoughts or recommendations for the podcast. I know sound quality is an issue, but I'm, I'm working with what I got right now. I promise y'all one day it's, it's just going to all of a sudden be better. Um, we're at 12,000 downloads. The last I looked at Podbean, um, and my subscription is going to be up for renewal soon. So I want to upgrade that so that I can get, so we can make this better. Um, I'll be able to see where the downloads are coming from. And I'd really like feedback from you all, the listeners, so that I can do more. Um, I've been talking to advertisers who are looking for audience information, such as, you know, how often you listen to podcasts, how you find the podcast and like things that I've already said, I'm trying to get away from asking people on the show, but it'll be helpful to me if we can together come up with questions that you feel comfortable answering. Um, not just like your gender, sexual preference and all that kind of stuff, but, um, more, more detailed information. Like what are some of your hobbies or habits, like things that you're involved with? That's what I'm more interested in. And I'm hoping to get to a place where, um, the potential sponsors that we have on the podcast are able to be concerned with as well. So let's let's get this man let's do it i'm i'm excited for what's coming and i feel a lot more confident on these solo episodes i may have used like out of its proper context maybe two or three times so i'm getting better at that now i have to work on using the word so thank you guys so so much for bearing with me for listening and sharing the podcast i cannot thank you guys enough this does more for me than i think it does for anyone else just being able to feel useful if nothing else. So please go back if you haven't already and listen to the other episodes. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay FM, Podchaser, um, all of the podcast players that are out there. Those reviews are really helping. And like I said, we're at 12,000 downloads and we're only going up from there, baby. So till next time, stay positive.